Hello friends, family, community. This is the Business and Bikes podcast, where our guests and I will show you how work and hobbies can be more than just work and hobbies. Business and Bikes will show you how much joy, fulfillment, and community small businesses and weird hobbies can give you. So today I had the opportunity to sit down with my friend Corey and go over how he transitioned from a career in the bicycle industry as managing a bike shop to a more corporate role in the glass and construction industry and how him and his wife Gabby run a repair shop out of their garage so that they can kind of get back to their roots and stay in touch with the cycling community. Uh, this is something can, that can be applied to many different situations, but specifically to someone who wants to do something influential and give back and continue being a part of a community, even when they still have, you know, only a limited amount of time. So I'm here with my friends, Corey and Gabby, and we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about business and bikes. So, uh, to get started, let's uh, let's talk about your background and how you kind of got into the uh, cycling community. It happened before your first job, right? Wait, are you talking to Gabby or me? I'm talking to Corey. Cause <laughs> no, I'm just, Gabby's... <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I would say that it started before I was working at my first my first bike shop. Uh huh. But. Before I was working at the bike shop, it was mostly BMX. So it's that, different. It was different, yeah. It was, it was All I did was BMX. Skate park, that's all. A little bit of dirt where I feel like the cycling community consists of road and mountain. That's what I would say. The cycling community is road and mountain. That's what I'd say so too. But, but that, you know, that BMX, that skate park took you to getting your first job and yes mm -hmm. the skate park the bmx that's its own little world i exactly. would say it's yeah. you're either in it or you're not and not. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that being said i would say i got into the cycling community around i started working at freewheeling which was my first job mm -hmm. in 2008 april of 2008 april fools was like a few days around a few days after april fools yeah when i got the job i won't forget that dang and anything happened to you on april fools no okay <laughs> but it was a few days after april fools and i would say probably six to eight months after that is when i got mm -hmm. I, I felt like i was a part of the cycling community because i started mountain biking yeah and i would say probably a year after is when i started road biking that's awesome and then so it's super funny. I met Corey when I did an internship for school and yes. we worked at the, the same bike shop together. I mean, I, I worked, but like I was just there for like my seventh period. <clears throat> yes, um, that is true. But it was super fun. One of the highlights of my, uh, my career. And um, let's reminisce a little bit and you can tell me kind of what your, one of your like, highlights or favorite parts of working with because it wasn't just me it was ama and it was Corey's now wife gabby then yeah. uh then girlfriend then uh yeah so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it was a super fun dynamic it was crazy it was insane but tell me about some of your like highlights of, about that time i look back now gabby and i still talked about it yeah. i look back now and 
now, well, I work with Matt. Who yes. He also worked with us back then. He works with me now. And I just, Wait, what do you do now so that people know? <clears throat> I work in the glazing industry. So we do high-rise building, glass on high-rise buildings, mm-hmm. interior and exterior and all that. So, so it's and a I'm, transition. <clears throat> yeah, I was a senior project. I'm a senior project manager for the company. So I run multi-million dollar co- jobs. Perfect. So yeah. that's what I do now. But I came from the cycling industry and I'm still involved. But Matt, I, I talked to him and I'm just like, Matt, look at us. You know, just nonstop working where... We sold out. Back in the day <laughs> when we worked at Empire. And, you know, Matt, for anyone who doesn't know, I worked with Matt at Freewheeling. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. me and him actually lived together when we worked at Freewheeling. I didn't know that. When I worked at Don's, he was living with me. So we, me and him, you know, we've known each other for a long time and we had a lot of fun, but, you know, one of my favorite things about working back then was probably doing the little races inside the shop. shop. So tell about the leaderboard. (laughs) We had a leaderboard and I think it was either Dustin or I who held, who, I I think when Dustin came down, we called him Mm D-Train. I think he held it, to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I would like to take the credit that I held it, but I want to <laughs> say it was that guy. Yeah. But no, it was, it was that we, we had a lot of fun back then. And I don't want to say that it wasn't a career because people make it a career. But exactly, yeah. You can't have that much fun in the business that we're doing now. Mm-hmm. We, you know, working on these multi million dollar jobs, I can't just go out and race each other. Race each other and uh-huh. crack jokes all the time. We're over there, it was just. We handled business, don't get me wrong. You know, whenever customers came in, we handled business, but there was a lot of fun, yeah. a lot of leeway. We played, kick the ball around in there, <laughs> did our little races, go out and ride. I was just going ride for lunch real quick, and we'd go yep. ride. Yeah, and then what was it like working with your then-girlfriend, now-wife? Like, what was that kind of dynamic? Was it, I'm sure that's, like, people's, like, I don't know if that's people's dream actually to like work with their wife. I would say that the dynamic is different. Yeah. Um, well, one thing is, it would it would definitely be different working with her now. Oh, okay. I would say that we were young, dumb, and in love back then, <laughs> right? With we, no kids. We didn't have kids. That yeah. was like one thing, yeah. and it was careless. It like, was awesome. There was no true responsibility. Did you like it? I liked it, but I was just there part time. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't work full time. But so it, it was, was a great experience. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then, um, so we already talked a little bit about what you're doing now and what. So, Corey, when you came back to the the glass industry, you made like a a pretty fast like rise through the ranks, right? Yes. And I I think that that's awesome because, you know. In the cycling community, I see people who are very hard workers, people who are dedicated, people who are like willing to put in the hours. Yes. To have. So I just want you to tell me a little bit about how that transitioned from like that bike shop to a more corporate type of environment was for you. Oh, man, that's a tough question because I think... Well, it, I... Let's hear what you have yeah, to say. Yeah, go. Well, he was out in the field for a while, so I think that was a mm. little different from where he's at now. Okay. But also, too, so I started in the industry in 2008. I was, yeah. All I worked was bikes, really. So 2008, I started in the industry, and then I worked all the way till 2012, mm-hmm. and I left to go into the glazing industry. 
And I worked in the glazing industry. Dustin gave me my first job in the glazing oh, industry. No way. Oh. So he took me in and I worked there for a year and a half. Okay. So then that kind of got slow because it was construction. Yes. So then after that, I came back. Rock from Empire made me an offer. Mm-hmm. So that's why I came back into the cycling industry. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so did that for, I don't know. A year and a half, two years, mm-hmm. and then I went back into glazing. Exactly. But I think it all comes back to also who you are as a person mm-hmm. and what you take. Because I started in 2008, and I worked with my boss, and was John Ermakovich, and he was an odd person. Yeah. Great person, a little bit odd. Hard to work with, maybe? No, he was just a little bit different, uh, you know, definitely an introvert. But he had a great work ethic. And like you said, a lot of people in the cycling community have a great work ethic, you know. And not just, you know, I'm not talking about just working, but training, they're dedicated, mm. they're, they're always putting their time or their, their work into the, into the cycling industry. So, of course, they're going to take that into wherever they go. Yeah. But I think cycling helped just meeting all these different people. Yeah, so the connections. The connections and, yeah. and you know, like I said, I met Dustin. And he got and, and he got job. me in, but yeah. I also worked for Don's, which Don's is an amazing bike shop, mm-hmm. and the owner is Scott McAfee, and the guy is a genius in business, a genius. He, I think he's got a, I think he went to college and graduated all that for business, and the guy is just he's phenomenal. And so, with working with all these people, they give you a bunch of advice and they help you out, and so you see their dedication and you're like, hey, I need to do this, I need to do that. And yeah. as much as I love cycling, part of the reason I didn't go back 100% into cycling, because mm-hmm. I got offers to work at other shops, yeah. was it was almost becoming too repetitive. And we sold those two bikes. Yeah, the for, huge bikes, yeah. For 25 grand each. Yeah. And I think once we, once I'd done that, it was kind of like a... I've done it all. That was the, and yeah, not that, the pinnacle. Yeah, not that other people haven't sold more expensive bikes and all that, but I just felt like I, I maxed out. Yeah. And that was a great experience. Yeah. But I also feel like for him, it's one thing to have cycling as a hobby, and then it's another thing to have it as work. So for okay. him, after doing it and then running the, um, the nights where they would go out, Oh, the night rides. Oh, the night rides. Yeah. It's part of the job. So it's, well, shows it's were fun. different. Yeah, those were I remember. <laughs> those were sick. But that's, it's just different for it to be as fun mm. and a hobby versus for it to be work. work. And that was the thing, though, too, because you, if you think about it, look back now, because you probably didn't realize it then. Yeah. If you look back now, I was working seven days a week. And from like, as soon as the shop opened to after the shop closed to do the rides. And, and we were doing home. rides in the morning. We were doing rides at night. And so, and then plus to all my friends. Yeah. We're by. We're, we're, we're like, it was yeah. like, I was hanging out with Sam, Mike. Yep. All you guys, I was hanging out with you. So my, my life was bikes and yeah. nothing else. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you feel like your life has transitioned after... Um, leaving the bike shop, getting the more corporate gig, having kids, having a wife, like, how did you expect that? Like, no, so quickly after? <laughs> no, no, you didn't. 
Now, even now, it's, it's, you know, my boss, I've, the boss I have now, me and him are great friends, and we talk a lot, and we, we, we it always comes up, it's like, dude, four years ago, you were just a bike mechanic <laughs> you were and manager. A kid. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, and look at you now, like, you got a company truck, you're I'm like number three in the company, so he's always just like, bike mechanic. Anytime, <laughs> any, anytime there's something to say, it's like, whatever bike mechanic <laughs> and so it's crazy because i will say it happened quick it yeah. was like out of nowhere um when i went when i went to golden glass yes i started in the field yeah and but you know i'm pretty mechanically inclined so that yeah. was easy so i did that for two years mm-hmm. i think i did it for two years and then they gave me a position in the office and i just ran but with why it. why did they give that to you why not some <clears throat> other guy in the field well i was asking for it because i had a cycling in- injury yes on my knee so that being said i knew i didn't have a long time being in the field i knew my body couldn't take it you know i was working with gentlemen that were in the field that were 40 years old and come to work like oh my back hurts yeah. i'm tired of getting up for work and so i knew i didn't want that exactly. so when i actually went to golden glass i think in my email that when i emailed them back to uh-huh. go when my my email said like hey in five years i want to be in the office so you came to him with that plan yes. like this is the direction that i want mm-hmm. i think that's so huge yes and it and he even tells me to this day like if you would have never said that you would not be in the office. Oh my God. So what, and all, how that happened is after two years of being in the field, I finished my job. Mm-hmm. And so he, he actually gave me an ultimatum and said, Hey, you're either going to stay in the, stay in the field. And who knows when the opportunity will come in the office. I can't guarantee you'll be in three years or, you know, I can't make that guarantee. Yeah. Or you come into the office now. Right now. Yes. And so we talked about it long not for a long time, not knowing what I was going to do. But the position was open. Yeah. Yeah, the position so was open at that moment. Kind of like yeah, if it got filled, he wasn't sure when. And it that was that was the thing. He's like, if I find someone, they fill the position, you know, and they work out. When am I going to get a spot for you? I don't know. Yeah. So that was the whole reason. We, I think, I thought about it for like two, three weeks, because I did because I wanted to gain more experience in the field. In the field, because yeah. I knew the experience in the field would help me in the office. Absolutely, yeah. and it helped me a lot already. So I already knew that, and so. But there were other factors because we had spent two hours with a sports medicine doctor who yes. also told my husband that he could not ride mm. play soccer. Yeah. Because what does he know? <laughs> still writing. He still writes. He, he still plays soccer. Okay, but he he scared us because he was like, "Well, you know, you're lifting glass every day. It's very heavy, and you know, you're ready for a knee replacement." Oh my god! Because gosh. his knee has at like 27. Yeah. No, this was at 24. Oh my god! The doctor said he had arthritis of like a four-year-old and needed a knee replacement. And that, that only lasts 10 years, each knee replacement, 10 to 15 years. So he would get two and then be like in his 50s. And peg he, leg. he said, peg leg. He's like, do you want to be 50 running with your kids with a peg leg? Really? Doctors, what do they know? Yeah. But he no, said but that encouraged hours. you to like go into yeah. the office. Correct. And so yeah. that we went into the office for that. And uh, when I went into the office, it seriously just. It's a game changer. Shot off. I was just... Corey's really good at sales, if you don't know. Mm. Yes. So mm-hmm. he bids jobs. Yeah, yeah. And he gets these million-dollar jobs. 
like no one else can. Really? He's Dang. the top earner in the company. Wow. So it just worked jobs. out. It worked he, out. Yeah. And part of it, part of it is because of cycling. Exactly. And I'll never forget my first manager, Andrew, at Freewheeling. When I, when I started at Freewheeling, within probably like the first few months, I, I wasn't confident in myself. Mm. You know, I didn't know bikes. I would see him and the gentleman was a great speaker. He knew how to sell bikes and he was a real family man. Yes. And that's what we got. At Freewheeling, it was more family oriented. It wasn't we didn't like get racers. Racer. Yeah, we didn't get any hardcore racers, hardcore mountain bikers. We have a, we had a few like Dustin, you mm-hmm. know, come in, but it's very selective. Where he was very personable with the family people. Yes. He would get into them and get it. And so I would just pick up on what he had to say and he would help me out and for some reason it just like clicked to me to ask for the sale. Yeah. And so I would just go, you know, talk to people for 20 minutes. And I'm like, you guys just want to take this today? Yeah. And they would like, all right, yeah, we'll they do it. it. And he would yeah. be like, why do you ask for the sale and get it? And I'm like, I don't even know how, uh, how that happens. It just does. And so, and he, he helped me though. Like, Hey, Corey, like, cause there'd be still times where I wasn't confident. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, dude, what are you doing? Stop. Be confident. Mm. You know what you're doing. Stop thinking you don't know what you're doing. So that was a big game changer because he he boosted me up a lot, helped me out a lot. And seriously, what I do in selling bikes is what I do with getting these jobs. This same exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just got a, and not to like gloat or anything like that, but I just got a $2.2 million job in Ojai on Wednesday. Wow. And my boss, we, we went up to a meeting and my boss was like, oh, what do you think? Blah, blah. I'm like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it today. He's just like, okay. So what we do, we get back to the office and I send him an email and I tell them, hey, either you give me the, we, we call it LOI, which is letter of intent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you give me that, I said, you either give me the LOI today and I'll proceed with, you know, submittals and everything like that. Or I, I don't know what's going to happen with the, with all these holidays coming up. Yeah. They might push your job. And uh, within an hour, I got sense it. of urgency. Yeah. And I got the, I got it in an hour and he's like, what? Like, are you he's serious? Like, How do you do that? Like, why, why do you just put pressure on him like that? And it's like, because yeah. yeah. sometimes you have to, because also, and, and not saying you're taking advantage. There is people that will take advantage of customers. And mm. I'm not saying it that way, but I always live by, if you're coming into the shop, they're coming into the shop for, for a reason, something. For exactly. something. Exactly. They didn't stumble and, in here. Yes. And yeah. not, you know, of course that's not everyone, but. It's a majority of them, but so cycling helped me out a lot. And it's not just, I would say cycling in general, but like we said, the connections, the, mm-hmm. the community, everyone that's in the cycling community, yeah. Yeah. you know, a, a few people that I'll never forget is John, who was my first boss, yes. Scott, who was my second boss. Who you still hang out with. Who I still hang out yeah. with, yes. He's yeah. a great, guy's a great mentor, just a life mentor in general. And uh, this gentleman, Hans, who he brought me to God. So, you know, these, just those three people, Dustin, who got me my job, like those people have been such a big and great influence on my life. Yeah. If I wasn't in the cycling community, I don't think I would. never happened. Yeah. I love it. Who knows? Then I probably would have been working with Xerox, making a bunch of money. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. So now, so you, you left the, the bike shop job, you started working at the glass company and then you know, three years down the road, you open a uh, 
Corey's Velo Garage. Yeah, Corey's Velo Garage, and yeah. you start working on bikes out of your garage I now. Know. And you have a full-time job. Why? Just... Because, because my wife made me do it. No, no. <laughs> because, actually, because it is... I'm sure you know it's very hard to find a good mechanic that you trust to Absolutely. work on your bike. So we we were getting people left and right like, hey, can you work on our bike? Especially like our closest friends who we still talk to. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, can you do this on my bike? Can you do that on my bike? Yeah. And I told Corey, I said, you should just do a little side gig out of the garage because these days everything is, you could pick up anything for a bike online yeah like mm -hmm. we were talking like you know amazon is like the new thing so what still remains is servicing bikes yep and with low overhead and a relaxed environment of being at home and doing it from home is genius idea like a win-win yeah and, and clearly i have a passion for bikes exactly. i've been riding bikes for since i you know I'm sure I was riding bikes when I was five, yeah. but I could legitimately remember when I was eight years old riding my bike every day. Even you, you our know. son loves to ride bikes. <laughs> yeah. And let me let me tell you who taught him to ride a bike. It was my wife. No. And my husband was so butthurt that he <laughs> yes, did not story. teach him. I'll tell you this, though. I will be the reason he is off. He gets off the training wheels. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I will fair. tell you that. But, no, I, I do have a love for bikes. I did step away for a few years. Yeah. And I think it was because I was so heavily involved. It was too much. It was too much, and I had to step away. But I have such a love and passion for, for mm -hmm. cycling. It, you know, I, I talk about it all the time. We would be driving, and, oh, what bike is that? Oh yeah, wife, like, seriously. Oh. That's like, seriously. True. But he you know, plays, it's a game. Okay, <laughs> if we're on the freeway and a bike is like on a rack, he's like, "What bike is that?" And I'm like, "I don't know, Cannondale Giant." Like, I just start naming off bikes. You're embarrassing <laughs> him. Yeah. yeah. And I'm over here. It's like he's it's like, a Yeti. Yeah, exactly. Like, 2011. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not doing I know, I know. XTR. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> But, <laughs> but she, we would seriously, it's like, and she's like, oh my gosh, I tell just the top two. Top two, you know? So I, I think I know what I'm doing, like, yeah. the top two. No, but I, I honestly do love cycling. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a great passion. I wish I could do it more. I really do. Yeah. And honestly, I, I think I do, and I love it because of the community. Absolutely. Because I wouldn't. I don't go and ride by myself. There's a lot of you that will, and that's because you guys are training and you guys have a goal in mind. But for me, it's more of a community because I'll tell you some of my best times was when we would go and do our night rides. And, yeah. you know, when we did our night rides, there was it was fun because you would pick the tempo. You would pick the pace. All right, guys, let's, let's just jam up this hill. Let's go hard. Yeah, let's go hard. <laughs> Come on. And we would just pump up the hill and get up there and just laugh about it. And yeah. then we would go probably for a mile, just BSing and talking until we get to the next hill that we want to conquer. Exactly. And that's what I love about cycling is, is, is just that community of it. Yeah. Where I'm sure it's, they have that in every sport, but the cycling community is just, to me, it just feels a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You know, you see, I'm sure you see people, you see their bike and you're like, oh, Hey, what, you know, what do you got? What kind of bike? Let's hang out. Like, well, yeah, let's yeah. go hang out. You just have this bond. Absolutely. You know, and that's, I will say, that's how my first mountain bike experience was. Mm -hmm. I did BMX. BMX was the same way in a sense where whenever I saw somebody at the skate park doing tricks, I, would, yeah. I, I wasn't scared to go talk to them or, hey, what's up, man? I a nice bike, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
And that was this great thing about mountain biking. I remember my, I will never forget my first time mountain biking. I borrowed a, shot, a bike from Freewheeling and we went to uh, uh, Wheeler, which is, what's the one? Marshall, Marshall Canyon. Yeah. We went yeah, to Marshall yeah, Canyon. Yeah. And it was just a phenomenal yeah, time. Awesome. I'll never forget riding down. It was cold. Yeah. It was super, we went in during the winter. It was super cold. And I'll never forget, we were coming down, just running through the water, through yeah. the little ravine. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> and ever since then, I was hooked. It was amazing. Yeah. And But too, like just going, going uphill, we were just talking the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it was just great in that aspect of just going up, talking with friends and stuff like that, and then coming down as fast as you can. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I hey. took Gabby mountain biking. <laughs> were you nope. good at it? We did, in Chino Hill State Park. Chino Hill State Park, It was yeah. fun. I haven't been back since. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so what is that No, it's actually because I think I got pregnant shortly after. Yes, you did. Oh, yes. that so, explains it. And now you're busy with the kids. Yeah, two kids. So. Yeah. But so, they love to ride bikes. And Corey just got me a Thule. Oh, like a carrier. Ch- child carrier. Yeah. Child, carrier. child trailer. Child trailer. That's and awesome. she's got a yeah. beach cruiser. You know, yeah. So she takes it out. So I do that now. Go to Benelli. Right around the park. Yeah. Liam, the boys love the trailer. Yeah. It's like their favorite thing. They That's... go and sit in it and wait for us to take them. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we've talked a lot about, we've talked about work. We've talked about um, the Velo Garage after work sometimes. Corey's worked on my bike, so I know he's, you know, he's, he's hustling. He's doing a good job. Um, but how do you, and then you, you know, you have Gabby, you have the kids, you have church. How do you find that balance it's kind of one of the questions i like asking just because it's it's hard right yes i I couldn't even give you that answer couldn't even tell you how i balance yeah it i will say sometimes we have it sometimes i got it down Mm -hmm. and then sometimes it just blows up and i'm like what am i even doing always working yeah um so it has its moments yeah Mm -hmm. but it's i think we definitely fall on each other to pick up things where we slack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when Corey needs parts or something like that, I'll be the one running to yeah. Don to go get yeah. parts for him. That's awesome. True story, true story. And yeah. I also picked up bikes for him to build. Mm-hmm. And... So yeah, I, I would say I definitely need my wife to, to balance it out for sure. Yeah, that support system. It's a give and take. Yeah. But, I... but also I feel like with Corey's Velo Garage, like things will get super busy mm-hmm. and people will be like bringing in their bikes left and right. And then it will be like kind of like a little slow period. Yeah. And then it picks back up. Yeah. So that's when things get hectic. Yeah. yeah. But the, the one thing I do, I will say, is when I'm working on the bike, I, it's just, a, I feel a sense of relaxation. relaxation. Like I'm just sitting there and it's that. just like time. I got the music going. Drink some wine, depending, depending, you <laughs> yeah. know, who's, who's over, maybe I drink beer. But it's just, it feels great, just relaxing there, working on the bike, feeling in tune with the bike. Uh-huh. That, and that's, that part I like, because it's almost, it's almost like it's, if I was going out riding a bike. Yeah, it's, it's like almost, meditative. It, yeah, so it's, it's not, when I'm working on the bike, it doesn't feel like work, mm. which is great, because for a long time, it wasn't like that. Yeah. For a long time, it was stressful. 
Mm. And, and it sounds ridiculous now looking at what I do. I'm like, man, how was I stressed working on bikes? <laughs> like, geez, I, I wish I could do that. Seriously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, looking back now, all the fun we had, all the fun we had, I'm like, Part what were we doing? How easy yes. he had it. Really. I mean, yeah. because the bike shop didn't even open till 10 and close at 7, those were easy hours. Mm. He didn't have to sit in traffic, wake up early for this corporate job. Yeah. So yeah. It's different. It's a big, big change for but sure. But you know what? With Corey's Bellagrad, I will say that it has brought a lot of his friends back, back. because you know yeah. with life being so hectic you drift apart yeah. and you get everything gets so crazy and hectic and stuff like that so it's kind of nice to see all our old friends who have come and brought their bikes mm-hmm. over here and we've gotten to hang out and catch up yeah that's always nice. even you Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, I mean, I don't want to say we stopped talking on purpose, but when years, I, like yeah. I said, when I left the industry, you were busy with yeah. a job, raising kids, yeah. having a family. And that, but that's the only straw, right? It's cycling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And that's what brings everyone together. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm, I'm happy that we're, you know, reconnected and. I feel like you guys are teaching me a lot whenever I come and see you guys. So I'm, I'm super thankful to have you guys, you know, only like 15 minute drive mm-hmm. away. But um, yeah, I think that's that's all the the things that I wanted to to cover, and I'm you know thank you for all of that. It feels really good. Um, the ending questions that I have are favorite book or podcast, and why. I don't. I, I won't say I have a favorite book, but I like um, I like fiction. Okay. And this gentleman, John Hart, did some great books. Yeah. And he actually did come out with a book last year that I haven't read yet, that I will. But I, I think he's done four books, yeah. and, they're, and they're great books. What's and, the name of it? Is it a series? No. Uh, they're, they're all separate. They're all separate. Yeah. And I can't even remember the names of but the books. But John book. Hart. But John Hart. He was a great... Uh, Got it. Great author. I think I sold all of those on Opera. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. No, no, no. No, we still have them in our bookshop, actually. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that just recently, yeah. no joke, yeah. like two weeks ago, I we were cleaning out the garage and I, I found a book that was given to me yeah. by a lady a long time ago called Bike Snob. And it's in my office now and it's there. <laughs> and I probably read like two or three pages and I, I want to I want to finish reading it, but everyone at work will come in and they'll open it up, flip it up, and like, <laughs> now I'm like, this is you. I'm like, wait, let me finish it before I uh, yeah before I say it's me or not. But yeah, that was a. Uh, and what when Gabby said offer up, it actually, you guys are are very financially literate right now, and I think that's really cool because I I see Gab, Gabby's always on Instagram with her like Dave Ramsey and her meal preps and. <laughs> And I think that's really cool because I, you know, you're sharing that information with people and it's something that not a lot of people take the time to learn about. I will say yes. One thing too to add to that point is like that's one thing that I never, I I was not very, I didn't have an open relationship with my father in that sense. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't talk about and that was one thing financially we didn't ever speak about things. Mm -hmm. And so... I think it's great to that my wife, you know, we speak up, we speak about it all the time, and yeah. 
I mean, of course we should because we're married, but I think it's great. In the beginning, I'm like, dude, don't be speaking about that stuff. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. And then now that she does, I feel more comfortable about it. And, mm. it, and it, yeah, it teaches people because exactly. I didn't talk about it with my grandparents, with my dad, my mom, nobody. It's like I just had to figure it out myself. And we took that Dave Ramsey class to help me out a lot. And mm-hmm. I think just speaking with my wife, it helped out a lot. So I think it, I've come around to like it. Yeah. So. Well, his books are different from what I I read. Okay. I'm reading I'm reading finance books all yeah. the time. Yeah. And how to invest. And I read bicycling magazines. <laughs> yeah. Like that. And just, I order him bicycle magazines. <laughs> I mean, this did just come in today, which was hilarious. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, I know married people. I don't think that's. Yeah, you're saying yeah, you should have this open conversation because you're married, but. That's not the case in a lot of situations oh, yeah. still. So I think sometimes I look up to that in you guys for mm-hmm. sure. Like that's I, what I want in my future. I definitely think it's like a gender thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, in a lot of marriages, from like just friends that I've spoken with about this, is that <clears throat> their husbands will run the finances. But in this house, I run all the finances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I move money, but. Also, because I like sit in crunch numbers and I, I categorize all our spending mm. and I know exactly where our money is going. But like you said, there's also there's like a very huge like lack of teaching. Like even for us in high school, like we didn't learn about money, saving and how to invest and interest rates. I mean, maybe like a little I, bit. I like think if, your if parents they did. You, I think if they did teach it at school, it was very... Like in economics, but very minimal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they really got into... It wasn't practical. Correct. Yeah. I mean... Exactly. Like, hey, I mean, this is what an interest rate is. Sweet. <laughs> I mean, Thank you. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. But no, I, I don't think they, they discuss it in the form that they should. Yeah. Yeah. Because, no. you know, you go to college and then you're like in debt up to your ears. Mm-hmm. If you go to college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, you're going. Like or you finished. Yeah. But I mean... It's expensive. No, it's definitely, you, you definitely have to like choose yeah. um, and be cognizant of that. And I think this is applicable to business and bikes because in business, you're going to have to be worried about, you know, money and finances yeah. And, yeah. and bikes are expensive. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I started dating Corey and he said he sold bikes. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. She like, was just, was like, yeah, she guy. almost found another guy. Yeah, I, did. I, I pulled up, I pulled up in my empire truck and I saw her shaking her head in the window. She's like, oh my gosh. I'm like, trust me. I'm like, trust me. These bikes are like 150 bucks. They're bought. <laughs> No, but but I will say I was completely ignorant because I had no idea that bikes even went for, I mean, $6,000, like who knew? Yeah, absolutely. That's expensive. I can't believe people spend money like that on bikes. Yeah. I mean, you could buy a car like that. But it gives you that that sense of community. It's more than just a bike. It keeps you healthy. There's bikes are dope. Oh yeah. There's tons of reasons that you should go biking. And just to, just to let And it's an expensive hobby, but everyone has a hobby. Yeah. So. It's not like gambling or like alcohol or like. I mean, yeah. surfboards are expensive and snowboarding is expensive. Well, just to let everyone know, because Christmas is around the corner. No. I do want to track <laughs> Fuel 9.9. Just as I, you know, if anybody cares, you know. going to add it to those 9. Are expensive, 9. You know. <laughs> yeah. So just to, just to throw that out there. Into the universe, Gabby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to throw that one out there because Christmas is around the corner. I see that in the budget. <laughs> Dang it. And then, and then finally... I actually want both of you guys to answer this. Mm-hmm. 
um, what is a piece of advice that you'd give your, your younger self? Maybe, maybe like five years ago, maybe not like too young, whatever you guys want. You want to go first, Gabby? Oh, okay. Um, I think, well, I do this now, but when I was young, you have this mentality that you don't really care what older people say. Mm. And sometimes they truly do have like the best advice for all aspects of life. And so I find myself now actually listening to this and thinking about it in a deeper context, mm -hmm. but they really truly have walk life. So they really do kind of know what they're talking about. And so now I'm like, I don't even take advice from young people. I'm like, where's You're the like older people? Yeah. Like they know the advice. Even like he mentioned Scott, who he's yeah. worked with for so long. Like when we were house shopping, he Corey spoke to him like quite a few times because mm -hmm. he is, <laughs> knows a lot about real estate. So yeah, we did take advice yeah. from Scott, and that's just one another way that you know is tying us to the community. But that would be so. Your advice would be to just seek advice from people who've people. lived. You know, yeah. Listen. I think that's huge. Yeah, yeah, especially like... And it doesn't matter because they, they have advice about everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know? And there's, I mean, people say, oh, you have to live life to like, you know, learn from your mistakes. But you can very well learn from other people's mistakes and not walk down that same path. Yeah, exactly. Because you will see what life has ended up for them. Love it. Yeah. And then... Corey? There's two things that I go by. <laughs> Wait for this. No, and this is, <laughs> and and these two things, I would say that I've learned in the last probably four years. Okay, yeah. And now uh, I wish I would have applied it. And one of them is trust but verify. And okay. I learned that on my first job. And I, to me, I, I, whenever I ask somebody something, they give me an answer. I always love to think like trust but verify. Mm. So it's like you know you want to you want to trust the person. But still, you need to double check because you don't know you don't know the people. You don't know the person you're getting questions from or answers from. Absolutely. So I, I just live by that. Trust but verify. It's one that was taught to me running my first job, mm -hmm. and it's just it's stuck with me since then. And I always use it. And then the other one is only seek advice from someone that you would want to be in their shoes. Exactly. Yeah. And, that same thing what Gabby said. I got that one from me. Yeah. Yeah. She thinks, but, no, but I, I, I think it's true, you know. No. You would never take advice from someone who you don't want to be in their shoes, right? So. Yeah. Because then it'll just lead you towards. To wherever they're path. at. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's a, that's a huge thing for me. Seek advice. I, I agree with, with my wife 100% there. You know, we, sh we should definitely be seeking advice, but, you know, watch who you seek advice from. If you want to be in their shoes, then don't. Yeah, if you don't want, if you don't like the shoes I'm in, if you don't like the life I'm living, yeah. then don't seek advice from me. All right, bye. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, so that's you know, and then the other thing regarding that same, you know, kind of just a runoff on that is also too. You don't have to seek advice from the same person about all subjects. You know, everyone's going to bring, you know, their. They're, they're going to bring their best advice from whatever they know. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's like Scott. Exactly. You know, there's, I don't ask him about everything. 
I just ask him what I know he's good at. If he's, hey, I know the guy knows how to run a business. Mm-hmm. I know the guy knows real estate. So that's what I'll talk to him about. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if marriage advice, I'm not saying that he doesn't have a great marriage. I'm sure he does, but I don't know that about him. Mm-hmm. So if, if I know, you know, so-and-so has a great marriage, then I'll speak to him about that. Like Hans, whenever I have marriage questions, I'll go talk to him because I know he has a great marriage. Perfect. And yeah. so that you, you know, just, you have to ask the people that you, you feel comfortable with. I think, Honestly, I think that's really huge. There's a there's a book that this guy named Tim Ferriss wrote. It's called Tribe of Mentors, mm. but it's about having you know mentors, people who you look look up to, you aspire to be, and kind of having them in your corner. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's huge, especially you're saying seek advice, but only from people that you know that they're kind of an expert in that <laughs> subject. But um, it, Thank you guys so much for taking the time to sit down. Is there anything you guys want to add? I just want to say thank you for all the good times and reminiscing about the <laughs> sh- bike shop life. No, we're going to, I mean, we already hang out what, a decent amount of time yeah. at church. Like weekly now. At yeah. This point. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I just want to say I, he comes over and eats all my food. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to say thank you. It's great. You know, this. I, we love this. You know, friends over. Yeah. Talking about the good times, you know, the bike shop is huge. I've, I'll never forget that. It was, a, it was a great experience. Yeah. Oh, um, I always forget. We got to plug your uh, Velo Garage. Yes. So that's on Instagram mm-hmm. at Corey's Velo Garage. And then spell Corey because it's not C O R E Y. What are you trying to say? Corey's not normal? Well, it's just there's an E in it. Whoa, whoa, Corey's whoa. Velo Garage. There's two ways you could spell Corey. I know. But yeah, no, so Corey, C O R E Y, Velo, V E L O, and then Garage. And if you're listening to this and you don't know what Velo is, Velo means bike. Okay. In what language? I had I didn't even know. Is it Spanish? Italian. Italian. French. French. Italian. Oh. Italian. French. Italy. Yeah, so, so if you're in the. Inland Empire, Inland Empire, Chino area. Um, I would definitely recommend getting your your bike worked Service. on at Corey's. Yeah, exactly. Um, he'll do a really good job. He's been in the industry for a long time, and he works on my bikes. So yes, and I give <laughs> and good prices. Exactly. Yes, prices is at least half. Just because what bike shops are charging. And not to take away from bike shops by any means, because I came from a bike shop and I love bicycle shops. But if, you know, you want to save some money yeah. and you want to get your bike worked on mm-hmm. by someone who's been doing it for a while, just reach out to me and I'll help you guys out. And I still do support bike shops and I'm probably not somebody you can, you know, I'm not readily available like a bike shop. So yeah. if you have time to, to have your bike worked on and you want to save some money, just go ahead and reach out to Corey's Velo Garage. Just hit me up on there and I'll give you my cell phone number and we can go from there. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Well, uh. Thank you. We'll end it, yeah. Thank you. I thought that it was insane how the connections that Corey made in the cycling world led to his job in the glass industry and the hard work and hustle that he learned and refined in the bike shop led him to quickly advancing and getting to a position that him and his family were really excited about. Um, If you want to follow more of Corey's journey, you can follow him at Corey's velo garage um, on instagram and also share this episode with anyone who's really trying to be more part of their community or trying to build something on the side that they're really passionate about i think they would get a lot of uh, insight about that 
also make sure to tune into the next episode. I'm planning on going over being an elite athlete and coach with John Wessling. Should be a really exciting conversation. Um, John Wessling is a national competitor and, and moto cross coach. Um, so he's going to be talking everything from cross country skiing, motocross, cycling, and kind of just where he's at in his life today. So, um, yeah, see you on the next one.